Coming up, the Brooklyn Nets put together a dominant performance with the home win over the Clippers 100-93. Yes, they lose Cam Thomas in the process, but that's what a Brooklyn Nets season is all about. We break down the win, all the big plays, why this team is so good early in the season in finding ways to manufacture success coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. It is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the winning Brooklyn Nets every single day. He's Doug Norrie. I'm Adam Armbeck. We thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free on all those great platforms. We'll let you know today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and Doug we've been waiting for this we've been spitting a lot of optimistic <laughs> narratives around this team as they've come up short in several games early this one had all the energy of a team that in spite of being depleted was gonna find a way to beat the Clippers at home what a win man I mean like this team I I'm being serious about this how can you not root for this team even if you're just in the general NBA landscape and you are just checking in here for the first time on this Nets team. Like, I don't know how you can't root for this story. They've lost everybody. Everyone gets hurt and they're, and there's, and they're still, they're either fighting in every game or winning. Like the losses have all been sort of dog fights and the wins have also been fights, but they've, they're now four and four on the season. I, even with the best case scenario, I think it was sort of hard to see that coming. And now you're like, no, Nick Claxton, no cam Johnson, no Ben Simmons. Now, no, no cam Thomas. And they pull out a win against the Clippers team that, yeah, they're finding themselves. They still got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, James Harden, Russ Westbrook, Zoo. I mean, like, this is it's a real team over there. Yeah. And it's just next man up for this team. It's been like this since the jump. They're insanely fun to root for. And I, I just can't say enough. I mean, we're going to spend the next 30-plus minutes, an hour, gushing about this squad because it just, like, doesn't matter who plays. They just play their heart out. No, 193, and I mean so much about this victory. The fact that you hold the Clippers to under 100 points. The fact that you only score 100 and you get the win. The fact that Jock Vaughn leaned into the small ball lineup and found ways to still manufacture success on both ends of the floor. You mentioned all the guys that they were without. We will talk about the Cam Thomas injury, obviously, at the back end of this episode. But when you think about the roster that they put out there on the floor tonight and some of the guys they had to bring in, they lost, quote, I'm going to call it a loss. They won the rebound battle by losing it by two, 51 to 49. They knocked down their perimeter shots. And, and frankly, I think a theme that has carried over now, even to the last game where they did lose, but the, the defensive identity, rhythm, and consistency, you're seeing that come together game over game. The rating isn't there yet, but we discussed as the eye test tells you that they're a problem. They are a problem. When you look over at the Clippers and you have Paul George and you have James Harden and you have Kawhi Leonard and you have a guy like Zubox, who's just a problem by a sheer size situation, they should be able to solve so many one-on-one -on -one matchups that th th this shouldn't have been a game that the Nets are in. It, it should not have been a game that they were in by so many different metrics, and yet they get the dub. It's incredible. Like, I, I really, for, for eight games into a season and a 500 basketball team, I've never been so excited to watch one. 
Look, you know me, man. It's rare to get me up out of my seat, fist pumping in the living room, especially this early in the season. But yeah. I feel like the way the Nets are currently constructed, this is already like a little engine that could kind of situation with the way they're playing, the guys that they have out there. And it's not like it's so different with the ex, you know, it's so different when your expectations change, right? When it was like the Katie Kyrie Harden thing, expectations are different. You want the win every night but there's sort of an implied understanding that you're supposed to win, right? Mm -hmm. yep. There's a totally different rooting energy around a team where the expectation might not might be that you are not expected to win, but we're desperately wanting to happen because that's how why we root for sports. We want our team to win every single night. It gives a totally different energy with what's happening with this team right now when, again, there's gut punch scenarios here when Cam Thomas goes down. We're going to talk about that in a little bit here. But when these guys come in and you see that they're all playing for something, right? They're playing for the team. They're maybe playing for more playing time. They're playing for another contract. Like there's, there's, there's a bunch of different motivations going on for these guys, I think. And to watch it sort of unfold in real time, to me, it does have playoff atmosphere sort of vibes because the expectations are just different around this team. And that's the way I felt. I mean, really for the whole second half, but specifically for like the last eight minutes of this game, when you're watching Trendon Wofford and Lonnie Walker and these guys, even Dayron, you know, out there fighting, yeah. fighting every possession, making it hard on the Clippers, every single possession, just doing every single thing they can. They just wanted it more. Like you just yeah. watch this team. They wanted it in the end. Like, I don't want to be over in locked on Clipper streets right now. But just think about the difference in like that loss for them and this win for the Nets. That team, the Nets just wanted this game so bad. And that's shown through in nearly every possession for them. And that's why they won. 45 to 17. Once again, bench scoring for the Brooklyn Nets. Doesn't matter who you are, but if you start on the bench and you come into the game, you are going to score points for this roster. And then just to highlight it here, because we're going to talk about a lot of different moments and just some overall sequences. Um, but, but the two critical things to me, Mikhail Bridges doesn't have a great game. He has a putback bucket, though, off of a miss and, and played with a little bit of chippiness. Like, I, I think we need him to get to that place, even if it's just jawing with the refs a bit. A bit. And then Spencer Dinwiddie, <laughs> for a guy that we had this i had a thought where i was like is he gonna get in here for these late sequences he had a he had a terrible shooting night it, it was a low-key performance room just 26 minutes hits a corner three like a dagger as if he's been draining them all night long like that there, there's something about this and you see the energy from the bench too everybody to a man the trend in watford jam that got waved off oh. on review how dare they take away that type of moment from the brooklyn nets fan base but even as they were it didn't matter everybody was around him on the bench giving him the chest bumps the high fives like you can that that energy is infectious i think and the right balance of veterans like dorian finney smith royce o'neill some of these guys that have been there but still have a ton to prove like you said and then these young guys who no matter what always want to be going hard every single night it is it is really just led to some incredibly, at times, gut-wrenching games early in the season, but then also awesome moments like this. So we're going to continue to – go ahead. I was just say gut-wrenching, but again, like put them in context, right? Like this is these, those are easily games that with, their, with the personnel that they had, they could have been double-digit losses, yes. right? Like, And they turned gut-wrenching because of how hard they've played every single game. Yeah, there's been some close losses here, and those hurt. Again, sometimes it's good to take a step back and look and say to yourself, let's look at the personnel that they're playing with here. If we knew that the, this was the team, what would our expectations have been around this team weeks ago? They would have yeah. been lower. Now, credit to the Nets here. They are raising everyone's expectation by being by fighting so hard every night, by actually getting more connectivity and all this other stuff. So I just want to like really paint like a 
paint the picture of the context around this stuff because yeah. you it, it, sometimes you can lose it really fast. You can lose the string really fast because you're watching the team every night and your expectation is that, they, that they're going to win. Take one step back and look at who the Nets are playing and who they're playing against. It makes the record even that much more impressive, even at four and four. Yeah, gut-wrenching, but in a very welcomed way because you never thought you would be that close to have it hurt that bad if you lost to some of these teams. Meanwhile, obviously, with the uh, Thomas injury that we'll discuss, you're probably going to be looking, if you you dive into fantasy, you're going to be looking to find different ways to make up for some of those losses on your rosters. And our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd. You guys have heard us mention him before to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're pepping for the daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, as you may need to when injuries come up, Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. Doug, take it away with some of these fantasy picks of the week. Yeah, if you're not following Josh over at Lockdown Fantasy, I don't really know what you're doing. I'm hoping that you're already over there. He's got some great picks this week. I can just really co-sign on a lot of this stuff. One of them he has is Brandon Miller. Uh, he should be starting. Well, he continued to start because he started tonight for Terry Rozier. It was a little rough for him the first time he went out. It definitely improved a little tonight. The usage went up a, uh, went up a tick, and if he's out, still sitting out there, for you in fantasy, this is the time to really start getting into it because I think you're going to start to see these minutes and the usage start to continue to tick up for Brandon Miller. Uh, another guy that he had, and I can get behind this one too, Bismack Biombo, kind of coming out of nowhere. Stephen Adams injured for the Grizzlies. Xavier Tillman has gone down. Biombo kind of got a out of nowhere spot start the other night, and then all of a sudden, bingo, it turns out that Memphis could really, really use him next to Jaron Jackson Jr. If you're playing fantasy, Biombo's minutes feel incredibly safe, as were taping this right now he's actually closing in on a double double so you got really really good picks here from josh if you're not following josh uh you know let's get let's get on this train and that's because josh lloyd uh fantasy basketball they team they want the team up to win your fantasy championship ebay motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit it's the same with your vehicle over at ebay motors they got 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so as we continue to ride along with the 193 post-game podcast live on YouTube, where we always remind you guys, got to be over there because you'd be seeing us right now or listening to us later, wishing you had been there. So be sure you have all those alerts turned on so you can be out on the action as we always stick around after the podcast to chop it up with all of our Brooklyn Nets faithful. In this game, Doug, I mentioned there the 45 points off the bench. This is we we do this a lot, I think, early in the season, you know, even in the losses where we say, well, if I told you these players only had X, well, if I told you that Cam Thomas went down after 20 minutes of game action and 14 points with an injury, Dinwiddie had seven, Bridges had 10 points, O'Neal and Finney Smith and Finney Smith, who's been critical to this team early, combined for 24. You'd be hard pressed again against a team like the Clippers to say, yeah, so that worked out, right? We're probably up late in the fourth. It'd be hard pressed. You'd be like, they lost by 25. Like, they, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then club two, here we are again, right? Yeah, you you would say, oh, those are the stats. That's what happened. They lost by 25. Let's see what happens next game. No, because, again, this bench has been absolutely incredible. I mean, the bench minutes, you know, we went over this the other day with the net rating, and we were like, oh, you know, the lowest net ratings on the team. It was like Dorian Finney-Smith, Rose O'Neill, Ben Simmons. Now, I don't think it's any of those guys' fault. 
but the thing is, the bench unit has just the bench guys have been so good for this team over the course of the season that yeah. it's really what's kept their head above water. And tonight it was just the flat out the reason they won. <laughs> like Lonnie Walker scores 21 tonight, eight for 16 from the field in 28 minutes. He is now, let me just double check this. I'm pretty sure he's plus 36 for the season. I just had it in front of me, but I close it. Um, yeah, he's plus, no, yeah, sorry. No, he's plus, uh, yeah, he's plus, yeah, plus 30 for the season. I mean, his numbers are absolutely incredible. Like they just, I was joking before. I was like, let play him 48 minutes. They just win all of his minutes. <laughs> like just play him the whole game. It exemplifies what's going on here. This guy comes in. He's on like, you know, basically a veteran minimum contract. It's one of the, easily already one of the best signings at this cost for the whole entire NBA point yep. stop. I mean, it, like that's just it. Sean Marks just does it again. You know, he's pulled these guys out of nowhere at times and he's just one of them. And we can talk about Watford too, but these it's again, the bench play and the guys that are coming in, there's so much confidence from this group. They all fit the system pretty well. They're all, you know, he's been able to just really shoot the lights out. And you just really can't. I mean, that's why he's getting interviewed at the end of the game. You can't say enough about what Lonnie Walker's been doing. No, and that was the one-to-one, right? Cam goes down, and it's, all right, more Lonnie Walker. Plays 28 minutes. You mentioned it. 21 points in 28 minutes. 8 of 16 from the field. 3 of 7 from deep. And it, it really is the part of his game, the ability to tack at the basket, too, right? Because the Nets just don't have enough of that on this roster. And it does speak to Sean Marks and filling out this team in a meaningful way where we said, Coming into the, out of the offseason, hey, some of these guys are going to need to hit. Lonnie Walker hasn't just hit. This is, by the way, one of the most fascinating elements of the NBA to me. I never understand some guys that do or don't get contracts in free agency. Because, hey, I, I try to watch the tape. I try to study what the numbers tell me. But somebody in the NBA should know better what Lonnie Walker's true value is. And the Brooklyn Nets are like, hey, veteran minimum, why don't you come hang out with us? And you end up, this guy is going to be crucial for this team going forward. And he's already shown you early in the season that he's capable of that. In addition, you mentioned Wait, real quick. Uh, let me just, let me just, I, I made a mistake. It's plus 56 for the season. So I just didn't so even I was want say, my, you're my, to go up here. It's plus 10 again tonight. Yeah. 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 I, I misread. I was misreading the stat. So I, anyway, I know you wanted to change, but I was just couldn't, I didn't want to do my guy, Lonnie Walker, not the first, not the second, not the third, third, the fourth uh, dirty right there. Plus 56 for the season. It's one of the better plus minuses in all of basketball. Just again, play this guy 48 minutes. Sorry. I, I would also tell you that the first three Lonnie Walkers would not allow you to move on without acknowledging what his true plus <laughs> minus was. Incidentally, too, uh, it's not a knock on Spencer Din. We mentioned the clutch bucket. He was the only player for the Brooklyn Nets from the starters to the bench with a negative plus minus. The bench had plus five for Trendon Watford, plus seven for Daron Sharp, who we need to talk about here as well, plus yep. five for Dennis Smith Jr., and then plus 10, as we said, for Lonnie Walker. Trendon Watford. This is a reminder for me when I know how smart I can be about some things, I need to go the extra mile. Incidentally, there are times when I can be wrong as well, but in the off season, when the nets are looking to take flyers on guys, everything that Trendon Watford has from a skill set just seemed like, why not? He's young. He can shoot. He can handle the ball a little bit. And when he comes into this game tonight, 19 minutes, three of six, knocks one of two from beyond the arc, gets to the line twice. He's a good free throw shooter, something that the Nets need as well. Oh, by the way, five rebounds, two assists, three steals in this game. Now, he had four turnovers. We'll look past that tonight. Sorry, the bottom, yo, but one of those turnovers was when he caught a PJ Tucker body. So we'll take it. Like subtract right. one of those turnovers. It was an offensive foul. It doesn't count. He nearly ended PJ Tucker's life. And we don't count that. When we look at the end of the day, we don't count that as a turnover. We count that as two points because. 
it's a crime that they took that away. Go ahead. Counted as 10 points probably, right? Yeah, and, and, and that included as well. The energy that he brings and the skill set that he brings, you're good, you need guys like this. When you have the veteran players that give you a, a certain expectation of consistency, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, a Royce O'Neal, even a Mikhail Bridges to that extent, right? These guys all set the baseline. You need a couple of wild cards. He just comes in. You, The eye test tells you that he is destined to be a contributor coming off this bench over the course of this season. And I'm totally fine, by the way, with this kind of methodical approach that the coaching staff seems to be taking, even with the injuries. It's, hey, when it's your opportunity, we're going to give you the chance. And if you grab it and run with it, we will have a really hard time walking away from you. Lonnie Walker's already done that. And now Trenton Watford's entering that discussion. For sure. I mean, he brings a, a somewhat similar skill set to Simmons. Not really, but, you know, it's slower. It's... um. It's it, it's a little like you said, a little more methodical, but he has size. He's a pretty good screener. He can handle the ball a little bit like we're, you know, call him point Wofford as he was bringing up. He did bring the ball up a few times, actually did a reset on a high pick and roll action to be able to get a switch, which they called out during the game. You like to see that uh, a couple little errors, but like whatever, man, like this guy, we, we saw it during the preseason that you could already tell during the preseason. You were like, oh, they have something here. Now, the minutes weren't there to begin the year. I think that was probably fine, right? As like the team was mostly healthy to start. They're just going to play the guys they have. So I don't think there was like any crime that he wasn't playing early. But I think we all believed that in a long 82 game season that we would end up seeing Trenton Watford in some form yes. or fashion, right? Yes. Like it was, I, I think that was like pretty clear. Sometimes these things take a little time to materialize, takes a little context and injury, you know, some bodies falling. But that was a guy that I, you know, I said to someone online earlier today, I was like, there's a case to be made that he should start for Simmons, <laughs> right? Like I think, and I, I don't think we're going to get all the way there on it with that, but the what he brings to the game in the DHO stuff, in being able to just uh, get after it on defense and get in front of guys, he can box out, he can rebound. And like I said, he has just enough handle and just enough three-point shooting ability to do, he does enough things well yeah. or like yeah. above average that that, becomes a good player for you and we saw that tonight like he was able to just do a lot of little things if you did not watch this game the box score would not jump out to you mm -hmm. about Trendon Watford's game but that's okay because this is just like the kind of player he is he's like sort of a consummate role player at this point on a team that needs like this exact guy in their current state and I think we're just going to see more minutes and then that will be correct Let's talk about uh, coming up here in a second, Royce O'Neal and Doug shocked to see a bounce back perimeter shooting performance for him. We'll also mention Dayron Sharp, who, who really did some positive things here on both ends of the floor, which you're going to need him to do over the short term. So we'll get into that coming up here in just one moment. But before we do, we're going to tell you about the title sponsor of our show, which is, of course, Jace Medical. You've heard Doug talk about them before. In addition to all of the life-saving medications that they can provide you, you can also now get a year's supply of erectile dis uh, dysfunction medications, too. I realize that no matter what, as we talked about before, supply chain issues, going on extended vacations, anything where you feel like there's going to be a disruption in your ability to get the medications you need for whatever needs they are, you don't have to worry about getting the refill of your generics of Cialis, Viagra, or any of those other prescriptions, and it's possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. You go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive a 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut my pills in half so that I know I would have it. 
I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get peace of mind by having a year supply of any of the daily meds available, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off of your purchase. All right. Now, Doug, it's the other guys because you don't get to a win like this against a team like the Clippers without having other dudes that did things in key categories. Um, I'll mention just briefly on Dayron Sharp. We we talk about especially the Cam Thomas and we're going to discuss his injury here, too, how he's taken this seismic leap. Dayron Sharp has not taken that seismic leap. However, last year. You couldn't have him on the court for any amount of minutes because the fouls were always so concerning. We still had some moments like that, but having Dayron be able to go 19 minutes, give you 11 points off the bench, give you 10 rebounds, came up with two steals. And here's another key category, just like with Watford, went to the line three times, knocked him down. Like you need to have some of these players that can go in and bang bodies with Zubots and sometimes get a, a couple of key blocks. I, I really just liked what is always going to be, I think, a restricted sample on Dayron right now. He did a great job tonight. You needed him because they didn't have much size otherwise. I'm going to tell you exactly what turned the tide on Dayron Sharp in this game. It was very simple. Over in the Nets DM chat that we have a bunch of other Nets fans over on Twitter, I said, I made the quote, Dayron's got to be one of the worst finishers at the rim. He never seems to know where the basket is. Um, and it looks horrible every time he goes in. Uh, from that point on, he did not miss a shot, <laughs> and he was, and he was like, I think it was like, I think it was minus at that point. So he was probably, probably like plus eleven from that comment on. So you are welcome, everybody. It took my complaining, my irrational in the moment complaining about Daron Sharp <laughs> to move this guy from net pot, net negative to net positive. He was great. He was everywhere. Sometimes in a game, you do need like a little of like a little crazy out there. Right. Like a little just kind of out of control, just energy, because that's actually, actually what the Clippers didn't have. The Clippers like you, like the Clippers had no energy. Right. The Nets had way less skill, but way more energy. Dayron mm -hmm. exemplified this. Right. Like it was just get up. I mean, to the point where he's stealing rebounds from his own team, because I think he's just out of his uh, he's out of his head. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I, I only got one task here, buddy. I don't care what and it's not greed. It's not are. like, you know, this isn't DeAndre Jordan. I better get to it. I better get to my 10 rebounds like this is like I just don't. I'm I'm just kind of like seeing stars here and it's just all about just getting whatever I need to get. I did feel like that was the energy from him. I loved it. It was awesome. He had actually, and I'm joking a little bit, but he was more in control on some of his finishes later in the game. Like he definitely found the flow. He was able to stay on the court longer than he's been able to mostly stay on. Maybe that helps like sort of settle things down and get the rhythm of the game going a little bit more. Another guy that was just totally critical. Could have made a case to start him against Zoo. Uh, I think it was ultimately fine what the Nets did because they really had a defensive strategy in this one that I thought um, didn't start off well, but definitely worked out well as it went. Um, but overall, Dayron, just another guy. If you you like to see this because you got to make a decision on him at some point, mm -hmm. and these are the games that make you feel like he can hang. It has not always been like that for him, but this one he comes out on the positive. He also went down awkwardly uh, underneath the basket. Yeah. And this is the young body mentality where, I mean, you, you heard the smack live and he just kind of <laughs> dragged himself forward a foot and then popped up. And it was like, okay, you'll be sore tomorrow, but you got the job done tonight. Before we talk Cam here, which we'll also discuss, I think, more, in more length yeah. when it comes to our Friday mailback episode, we're going to have a lot of uh, questions, I'm sure, coming in around him. Um, Jock Vaughn, 
this is the, hey, if you think he should be doing X or player Y should be getting more minutes, he went small. And you said it, it took a while to get to this point. They were doing a lot of blitzing defense, running a lot of double teams, willing to say, hey, we're going to try to stifle you ball handlers in and around the paint and then trust that we can get back out to the outside when necessary. It wasn't perfect to start, but they stayed the course with it. And then yep. as this game wore on, it started to actually become the reason why they were successful, including the smallest lineup that they could have put out there to close the game. And you mentioned the DM chat. Everyone in there was like, is this what we're going to do to close this? Yeah, and guess what? There's some key defensive sequences with Dennis Smith Jr. at times. There's Spencer Dinwiddie making the buckets on the other end. Like, if it works, it works. It's a result-oriented business. 193, you got the win. It was the right method. Yeah, look, it was not great early, but like you said, there was a clear identity here, which is to say we're going to help up. We're going to they helped up Harden a few times. Like we're yeah. going to help off. We're going to help off perimeter. Um, and if Kawhi, mostly Kawhi, but if these guys get into the lane, we're going to bring we're going to bring the help there. And we are going to like if Russell Westbrook wants to shoot threes or shoot shots, literally go, go for it all game long. Gifted five uh, Russell Westbrook threes in this or five, uh, yeah, five West, Russell Westbrook threes. We'll take that every single time when Russ on this team, when on that on this Clippers team, when Russ takes the most shots, you mm -hmm. have a good chance to win. I say second most shots. When he takes the second most shots in this team, you have a chance to beat the Clippers. That's exactly what they did. They they helped off him every time. They made sure if Kawhi got into the lane, there was always every time there was another body. This is why the Nets were able to create so much dysfunction for the Clippers in the lanes because there was just always another player that was in there swiping at the ball if anyone came close. The Nets do get lucky. The Clippers did run even outside of Russ, ran pretty bad from three here. Um, you know, if you're over there on Lockdown Clippers, you're saying to yourself, hey, how many games are Russ or how are Kawhi and PG gonna shoot uh three for 16 from three? Fair point. Like At least some might, that's okay. Nets have had Nets have have been dealt plenty of bad breaks on some shots, shot making this year. So I'm not even gonna say anything about it. But I think that defensive strategy, which was to say muck it up in the mid-range, help off guys that we are just are going to allow these other guys to shoot threes. And if they beat us that way, that's fine. That ultimately was the correct thing. And it was able to counteract the fact that the, uh, that they clearly had like a better center on the interior. Cause they're like, the other thing too, is like, Hey, if you want to feed Zubach and not have Kawhi and PG shoot it, that's okay too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like go, go for it. Go for it. We might lose this way, but you're going to have to beat us with zoo and Russ and not the other guys. And I think that's, that is ultimately correct couple uh, there's actually a lot of meat left on the bone of this episode here and since we want to stay entirely positive we're going to talk even more about the cam thomas injury uh, on friday's episode too because so, there's a couple things i do want to get to here one care of uh brooklyn nets pr the nets had a season high 14 offensive rebounds resulting in 18 second chance points in this game for the first time that i can remember and probably lowballing it 17 years the brooklyn nets had won two, three tap outs on perimeter shots. And they just yeah. kept getting second, third and fourth looks until they finally got one to go. And it was like, yes, we deserve one of those sequences to finally go our way. And the other thing that I'll just highlight here, you mentioned the Paul George, Kawhi Leonard combined from the perimeter. Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal, four for eight apiece, eight is 16 from beyond the arc, critical. And then the other one, man, how about this? 10 blocks in this game for the Brooklyn Nets. Daron yeah. Sharp didn't have any of them. Three for DFS and for Royce, two for Bridges, one for uh, Cam Thomas actually in this game, and one for Lonnie Walker. That was the helping defense that really allowed them to impact 
what they wanted to do on the interior on the offensive end for the Clippers. That's the last a couple of tra- a couple of key ones in transition too. Like yes. this game was ugly. If this was the first game you ever watched in basketball, you never watched basketball. You got dropped in from outer space. You watch this one. You're like, hey, are there any other sports? <laughs> like you, it's just like, <laughs> is there something else? The only one I want, a, baby. This was an incredibly ugly game. I mean, this was a total rock fight. Um, and sometimes, you know, that's what you kind of need. The Nets are going to need to play with this personnel. The Nets are going to need to play a lot of rock fight games. Yeah. Um, that's fine. And I'm, I'm totally fine with it, but to call this a pretty win would be wrong. Yes. Um, but, but they don't, but they don't mark, they don't mark it pretty. They don't mark it pretty or ugly in the win column. They just mark it, you know, one or a zero. Last one for me before we close out, because I did want to get to this too. In the absence of, you needed facilitators here. Mikhail Bridges, quiet shooting performance, seven assists for him to go along with four for Spencer Dinwiddie and also five for Dennis Smith Jr. Listen, he, and some of them you're saying, pal, there's got to be somebody else, but but you need that. You needed to try to make up that gap in making sure you still have high assist ter- uh, rates, which the Nets have had all season long. So those three players combined for nearly 20 assists on their own, finding these perimeter shooters and getting guys set up really well. Just an excellent win, man. Getting to 500, they've now solved the this really difficult stretch of games. You wanted to get one of these, you got one. And hopefully it carries some real big energy to Friday night against Boston. 100%, man. Just an awesome, again, I can't say this enough. Awesome, awesome win. All right, here's the deal. Uh, a couple of housekeeping things before we get uh, over there into YouTube Live. First, join subtext.com slash locked on nets. We're just texting all day long about the nets, uh, having tons of conversations over there. Just really anything you want to talk about. People asking questions, people just kind of just celebrating, even after this win. I already got a couple celebratory texts uh, before it came through. Join the conversation, the insider conversation. Join subtext.com slash locked on nets. A reminder, too, that we're doing pregame previews over just on the podcast feed. So you're not going to get that on YouTube. You got to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast, locked on nets. Leave us a review over there, too. It doesn't take, it takes you two seconds. Two seconds. Leave a five star. By the way, five stars. If you're going to do something other than five stars, literally don't do it. But if you're going to go over there, leave a five star review. It takes you two seconds. Doesn't really cost you anything. Helps us a lot. And we are going to be back here on YouTube Live just af- in, in a second. I'm already going to put a moratorium. There are no no asking for why didn't player X or Y play tonight, okay? If you got a question loaded up, go load a question up in, in, in the YouTube Live at Locked on Nets. The question cannot be, after a win, why did player X, Y, or Z not play tonight? Great news. They didn't need to because the Nets won. Take <laughs> us out of here, buddy. <laughs> it is always better to shock people and change expectations than to give them exactly what they think you can do. That's Jonah Hill. Oh, one of the all-time great poets. My super bad buddy. We'll be back again tomorrow (laughs) and in a second on YouTube Live talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Basketball.